0: Well, welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast and news update. And as always, please remember to subscribe to Locked On Texans on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Digital Megaphone, and Spotify. And of course, you can argue that sports dot com. And as always, I'm your host Cody Davis, along with my boy
1: John Sun Sports Guy Hickman here on this Wednesday, where we are talking a little bit about the direction of the team now that. The Texas made an official release, Tashawn Gibson, uh, who was a safety that we saw him last year. You know, uh, he would be a game guy. So we're kind of, you know, getting further and further away from that. But he was a safety that came in in his first year, played majority of the season, did not finish it due to an injury, missed the playoff game, and uh, an additional two regular season games, I believe. But, you know, he had a very good year. In his long year here in Houston, and it's a a shock that it happened. Simply because of the question was just, well, why did it happen? Why did it happen? What did he do to deserve it? The mindset could be, was there uh, more to his injury that he suffered than, you know, that meant the eye or that we knew about, or did the Texans just want to get younger and move forward? But you know, I'm against that release However, they did just draft a very talented cornerback. Uh, in the uh, fourth round, at, with the 35th pick in the fourth round from Penn State, John Reed, who sits at 5'10", 187 pounds, 3-4-4. We'll see, at some point, will Bill O'Brien get a little bit more, um, dare I say, a little bit more exotic with what he wants to do on defense, you know, working with Anthony Weaver, the new D.C. So, Cody, we have some things to talk about today. Just... Whether or not the releasing was right hand, what could the possibility of bringing in John Reed, who could be paired with safety, Justin Reed, the two J. Reed brothers, possibly in the backfield uh, defensively as safety.
0: As mentioned on yesterday, the Houston Texans officially made the announcement that Tayshawn Gibson Has been released by the organization. Of course, the news dropped on Monday, but yesterday the team actually made it official. And the move actually was met with some mixed emotions. You know, some people saying, where some people are thinking, like me, you know, hey, this is an opportunity, this is a chance that the Texans are going to go after Eric Reed, a guy that has been on their radar. For quite some time now, given the fact that when news broke earlier this month, the Texans have been linked to Eric Reed due to the fact that his brother has been in Bill O'Brien's ear trying to get his brother a job, which, you know, that, that lets you know he got a good little brother looking out for him. But at the end of the day, you're looking at a situation where it's met by people saying, hey, this is an opportunity for them to go out and get Eric Reed," But then you're on the flip side of things. You're looking at it from a standpoint of Gibson wasn't the best safety in the league, but he actually went out and did his job fairly well every Sunday for the Houston Texans, which, I mean, just last year he signed a three year deal. And after one season, you're telling him to kick rocks, which that is kind of questionable. Me personally, I do not believe that the Texans will release Gibson without having some kind of plan. But, John, this is. Pretty shocking.
1: Yeah. Um, the reason why it's not so shocking is because if releasing Tashaun Gibson is shocking, then what we what we have called DeAndre Hopkins and Jadevian Clowney trade, right? Well, those were not. shocking. And, and then, you know, just real quick, you know, they were shocking, very shocking, whether it's because of what we got back or because the deal went done, period. And those moves were made by Bill O'Brien. Nothing he does anymore really shocks me outside of if the if the trade just so happens for DeAndre, I'm sorry, Deshaun Watson. And you know, if that goes down, then that would completely take the cake. Gibson, on the other hand, to me wasn't that shocking, especially since during the press conference uh that the that the general manager Bill O'Brien, you know, had pre-draft. He mentioned safety as a position the team could add and spoke to the players, spoke about the players rather, without mentioning Tashaun and Gibson. And like I said earlier, Tashaun Gibson was signed by, by Brian Gang last offseason when he was the general manager. It's not shocking to me that he wants to, you know, completely remove everything Brian Gang did outside of keeping Bradley Roby. it seems like.
0: Well, what I mean by shocking, I'm not talking about. Oh my God, I can't believe that happened. But the Jadavian Clowney situation, you kind of knew that trade was going to happen. Now, what he got back in return, that's a whole another different story. But you kind of knew that. Okay, this is going to come towards the end of Jadavian Clowney in Houston. With the Deshaun Watson situation, you started hearing rumors. One, like, with or that morning, and then later on that day, boom, the deal was done. With the Gibson one, there wasn't no kind of rumors or, how can I put this? There was no kind of rumors or any type of feeling saying that his time in Houston is coming to an end, but before the pre-draft interview that he gave when he did not release his name when talking about the secondary, that's what I mean by shocking, like, that move to release Gibson wasn't it. It, it basically came out of the blue. Did the, the Davion Clowney even DeAndre Hopkins to a certain extent? You knew, okay, this this might be a rumor or, but I'm I'm preparing myself just in case something happens because even with the DeAndre Hopkins situation, that morning when I started hearing rumbling out of the Texans camp saying, okay, Bill O'Brien there's a possibility that he might part ways with Hopkins to try to get draft picks or whatever it might be. Even though I didn't want to believe it, I knew, okay, let me just prepare myself just in case. Now I didn't think it was going to be three hours later, but at at some point, I just had to prepare myself. Once again, with the Gibson situation, there was nothing, there was nothing said coming out of his camp. There was nothing said out of the Texans camp. And The reason why I feel like this is so shocking because, yes, the secondary has been on a roller coaster ride in 2019, and that's something I've been harping on. But at the same time, you have to look at it. Gibson was one of the most solid players in that secondary that stepped up week after week. And my theory is, if you are trying to improve it, why get rid of a player that was actually one of your most reliable players at your weakest position on the football field?
1: Well, I think he's just,
0: I'm sorry. Oh, go go ahead, interject. Well, I, I
1: think he's just, you know, really trying to remove any blueprint, well, not blueprint, any footprint, any DNA that could possibly have been left by Brian Gain. But, I mean, you're right. Out of 14 games last year, he had 51 total tackles and three interceptions. You know, and I want to look at now that he's gone, right, and you mentioned that, that he would not have been removed if a plan was not on the board. Now that he's gone, the the Texans will still have Justin Reed. Of course, he will not go anywhere. A.J. Moore on the roster. And they also just recently added Eric Murray and Jalen Watkins in free agency. So maybe they are looking not so much as a player that can do all for one position, but players that can, you know, effectively and efficiently affect that position. I'm not sure a lot of times, what the end game is with Bill O'Brien, um, I think not only I, you, and many other people can speak to that, but
0: nobody does. Nobody, except Bill O'Brien. Like no, nobody. Sometimes can, he probably can don't even
1: know. That. Right, right. I mean, it's it's really difficult to you know read guys like Bill O'Brien because essentially they're gonna do what they want to do, and not what we hear in the press, in the media, or fans at home want them to do, right? But with that being said. With them releasing Gibson, they now have $4.2 million in dead cap charged on the deal. And uh, we do know that he was placed on the injury reserve before the wild card game against Buffalo because of an aggravated transverse process fracture in his lower back. And he suffered a broken wrist in week 17. So that was my original, original thought, thinking, okay, well, not necessarily the wrist, but what's going on with that lower back? Is that Laura back fully healed? Is he really actually ready to play? Or, you know, were they just looking to go elsewhere? And I can see that the Texans were probably looking to go elsewhere. Bill O'Brien did a very good job, one of the best jobs I've, I've seen him uh, do in a very long time with just commenting on the versatility of his secondary, how much he likes his secondary. And when you compliment something in this league, you know, for me, it speaks that you're complimenting because this is the area you want your team to be good at. And if there's somebody that's affecting that, well, this is the NFL. We can release you. You're not a stud player. You're not a star safety. You're not Eric You're not Eric Whittle. You're not Eric Reed. You're, you're not none of these guys. And I know disrespect to Tasha Gibson because I like him and what he did for the Texans last year. But you're easily replaceable right? Hell, we replaced the honey Badger. What you? So you're easily replaceable. And since he did not mention Gibson's name, you know, that kind of set off an alarm that, okay, everything that he's complimenting his players on, he did not mention his name. Maybe that's because he feels like there's another person in this league, another guy they can bring in, whether it's a draft, free agency, or maybe already on the roster that you can plug in at that position uh, at that safety position and get more for less and we know bill o'brien has been super cheap that's why that 22 million dollar Larry tunsel deal is getting a uh, per year that kicks in next year is that's not a shocker because we knew larry tunsel held all the cars but i mean they are known to be kind of cheap with these one-year deals one-year deals one-year deals cheap 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 now you let him go. Yeah, you take that $4.2 million of cap, the dead cap money, and you replace him with a guy that you feel for your defense, when you've talked to Anthony Weaver one-on-one, and you guys have had this conversation, you have said, came to a conclusion we can do better without Gibson.
0: And do you feel that, that better is Eric Reed?
1: I don't know. I think Eric Reed is a better player. I think Correct. Eric Reed is a more versatile player. Yeah. So so. If I'm going off what I think Eric Reed is for himself as an individual player, yes. And if I would choose him, uh, would I choose him over Tyson Gibson? Yes. Mm -hmm. However, I don't know how much I can put into Anthony Weaver, who will be going into his very first year as a defensive coordinator, you know, meshing with guys he's never worked with before, meshing with, you know, a star safety like Eric Reed. Big personality like Eric Reed. How is he going to mesh with that? I'm not sure. So you didn't get a year with him. You're, if you bring him in now, you won't really get a full offseason with him. You, you can have meetings and things like that via Zoom. We don't know when. Facilities will open back up for players. You call meet coaches and, you know, get some of that semi-field work in. We don't really know. Shout out to Lonnie Johnson. We've been putting it in work. But we don't know these things. So. Time will tell, but yes, Eric Reed is a better safety than Tashawn
0: Gibson. No, no doubt about it. You're correct, but that's what makes me kind of nervous about this potential idea that Bill O'Brien might have in trying to improve the secondary, especially by releasing Tashawn Gibson, because due to this coronavirus, and there's no telling when teams are going to be able to start OTAs to start the um, the the mandatory practices, the the training camps is so much that goes involved in getting a player and getting a, getting a new player accustomed to playing with his new team, playing in a new system, playing with his new teammates. That's what, that's what kind of leaving me on edge. Because if you, if you, even though you have a guy, a new defensive coordinator in Anthony Weaver, at least Tayshawn Gibson, if you kept him around, at least you 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 have someone that's that's familiar with okay, this is where I'm supposed to be if if Justin Reed does this, this is where I'm supposed to be if Lonnie Johnson jr. does this. you have a guy that's familiar playing with those teammates. you take a big portion out that in, even when you replace him with a guy like Eric Reed, I'm pretty sure he's 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 smart to pick up. Oh, uh, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be, but it's gonna take time. And what I don't want to see happen is for him not to be on the same accord as his Texans teammates because he does not have the the he did not get a, get the right amount of time and the fair time to get used to the Texan system. And this is also my same thought about who the Texans brought in during the draft. Like Th- these rookies that's coming into the league, they're going to be at somewhat of a disadvantage trying to get used to the NFL speed because this virus has caused so much concern and uncertainty. You really don't know when you're going to get your full first practice. You really don't know when you, if you're going to get those um, OTAs, the the, the the training camps. And to me, if you had a guy like Gibson, that could have, that, that could have helped this team out this second out so much more versus letting him go you're bringing in a guy like Eric Reid you're trying to get these rookies accustomed accustomed to the NFL speed i'm not saying they can't do it i'm just saying releasing Gibson might not have been the best choice
1: it may not have been and we i think that's something we can agree on just simply because of you know even you know Bill O'Brien's statements were he expects this to be a veteran year. Gibson's been in the league for a while, he had a very good year for you last year. He is a vet. He is a damn good vet. And you got him for only $6.5 million of this year. Uh, um, but we'll see. And the deals that he made was Eric Reed, Eric Murray, rather. You know, we've talked a lot about whether or not Eric Reed will come to Houston. Ultimately, I don't think it'll happen because we just gave Eric Murray, former uh, Cleveland Brown safety, a three year, $20.5 million deal, and Jalen Watkins. A two-year three million dollar deal. So
0: but neither money one is of those,
1: invested. I'm sorry.
0: But neither one of those guys are on the same level as Tayshawn Gibson. But
1: well, absolutely. No, you're you're right. Not not Gibson, not Reed. But Gibson thing was he was still connected to a guy. They want to hurry up and forget that memory of an offseason with Brian Gain. And with Eric Reed, are you going to pay him the amount of money that you're already paying between watkins and murray money is already invested in those into into, uh those two guys right now so i i definitely think reed will be here i think it may turn out to be a mistake that you got rid of gibson i definitely want to look and see what john reed can do who we just drafted out of penn state he is only 510 i think at corner outside of nickel that will be a challenge for him And if he's a nickel cornerback in this league, then I think you can play some safety. That's just me. I think if you're playing nickel right now in the league, then you have a skill set to play safety. And the good thing about it is Bill O'Brien wants that versatility. So he can play you at safety. He can play you at nickel, move you around a little bit. If John Reed turns out to be what the Texans expected him to be in the fourth round, you know, somebody who runs a 4-4, Somebody who in the last two years had uh, 16 pass breakups. Uh, what is that? Four interceptions in the last two years combined. Somebody who's always around the ball. Reed has very good footwork, has a very good IQ for game. So I think he's very versatile to play both positions. The Texans still have Lonnie Johnson Jr., Bradley Roby, Garyon Conley, also Vernon Hargraves, Keon Crossing. This secondary is very crowded. Which is good. That's a good thing because if something happens, I want these bodies around. Now, moving forward, let's see who you can plug in at safety or just get some versatility, do something exotic on the defense. Who knows? The future could be very bright for this team.
0: Welcome back to Locked On Texans, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. <sighs> Due to the coronavirus, a lot of stuff in the sports world has been put on hold. But boy, boy, boy. The Jordan documentary, Last Dance. John, have you seen it? I'm pretty sure you have. I have not
1: seen the last two episodes. Oh,
0: John, I don't know how. You, you need to stop what you're doing. Matter of fact, as soon as we stop recording, you need to go watch part three and four because it's, it's one of those documentaries you have to make sure you watch every single episode. I think part four might have been the best one, and I know we still got, what, six more episodes left of this, but it's so fascinating knowing that the hate between Jordan and the Chicago Bulls versus the Pistons and the Bad Boys with Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumars, all those guys—it's still burning today, nearly thirty years, over thirty years later. <laughs> I love it. You know, old old brothers,
1: man—they—they—they—they they, they, they hold on to them grudges, man. You know them old brothers, man. They—you can take that girl in junior high; they gonna remember that thirty years later. So they. That that beef is what I like to call
0: it's you know, a beef.
1: seasoned beef. It's seasoned. It's
0: a beef. And and for what Jordan said on the documentary, and of course, ESPN, Fox Sports, everybody have um Isaiah Thomas and Rick Mahorn and all these guys, and they're just literally throwing shots at one another. And I, and I and I and I and I might be wrong. Part four was really good for the drama between that. Part five we're going to get into Jordan's side of what really happened with the dream team. Cause remember originally it was supposed to be Isaiah Thomas, not John Stockton. That was supposed to be a part of that dream team, but something was said on behalf of Jordan. It had some other story going on with Magic Johnson and Isaiah Thomas is still hurt today about not being on a team 27 years ago. It's just, oh man. As as y'all like to say, this is is just too much. This is just too much. But I got to say, for a general manager, to destroy a dynasty makes no kind of sense. When it's your job to build a championship team, I don't get it. All because of your ego.
1: Well, that's probably why the aliens had to go down and go with Space Jam again. Or
0: that's on Netflix, by the way. Have you seen it? Oh, of course, come on.
1: First of all, I don't need to, I don't need to wait on Netflix to see it. I've I haven't watched Tiger King, but
0: I sure watch Space Jam.
1: My oh, goodness, <laughs> all right, guys. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. You can follow me on Twitter at some sports guy with two eyes at the end. And I'm still not going outside today. I don't care what the city of Houston or the state of Texas say. Follow the locked on Twitter page at locked on Texas and like us on Facebook. Cody and I created amazing one, two, Cody and I created an amazing sports website called you can argue that Go check that out right now and subscribe to the link. I'm just so happy to talk, Texas, talk with you guys every day.
0: And as always, this is Cody Davidson. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody C O T Y D A V I S underscore 24. Remember to follow me, people, because I got some great projects in store that I'm going to be posting and sharing on my Twitter page. It's going to be all Texans, Rockets, and U.A. UH Athletics stuff. So if you if you like Houston sports in general, no matter what the team topic or our or, or GM coach is, just follow me. I'm going to give you something. It's
1: going to be something good, too. Until tomorrow, Houston, you guys be safe out there in them streets. The city is slowly but surely opening back up. I know next week, come Hill or High Water, I will be finally getting the haircut, but I'll also be safe. Please wear a mask while you're out. Again, until tomorrow, peace.